Hello, everyone, and welcome to Levac and Gaz. It is a uh, Tuesday edition, which means it's a Tech East Tuesday, uh, brought to you by Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. Check us out online at tefirewater.com. Floods and, and mold and, 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 and fires and all those things, we're here. We'll help you get back to normal. That's what we do, tefirewater.com, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Uh, Gaz, uh, speaking of normal, that has nothing to do with you. So um, I just uh, I, I heard... I heard you uh, a little bit of your call. I have not yet been able to watch the entire Albany Empire Championship game. I I, I saw almost none of it while we were there because there was things going on. Uh, I watched a bunch of it the next day and then was called away for something. I tried to watch it today. People bothered me. I thought you did a pretty good job, though. I thought you weren't terrible. Thank you, Levac. I appreciate it. Uh, it made it easier to do when the Empire bloom away from start to finish and being. Uh, Tim Drawbridge, who was filling in for Andrew Santillo, got to lay out a little bit, as the broadcasters say. We got to have a little bit even more fun than usual on the broadcast because the usual back and forth of a championship game wasn't there. But we had fun on the broadcast. Uh, as great as it was, the opportunity and everything else to be a part of the action, I want to know what happened on the field. Like, it's wonderful like that people like care. No, I'm talking like take us behind the boards. The feel between okay. you and the owner, Mike Corda, and Matt Woods, and CP. and like I want to know how the staff was feeling and the players were feeling throughout that game. Um, I mean, I told you I told you a bunch of times. I told you on Saturday that um, I wanted this one more than any um, because of the relationship I had with the entire team. Like, I've been – I've had some very, very close relationships with certain players and, and certain things and whatever, but this team just felt like – like that, you know, like 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 the '96 Yankees to me. Like, I love that team top to bottom. Um, I was extremely nervous. There was a lot of people like like telling me to calm down a lot. Um, but it just yeah, it became pretty clear pretty early that our defense was playing at another level. The ball was going to hop our way. Our boy Cow- uh, Cowboy Bobby, who's always in the stands, so he's got a podcast. So he's like, "Levac, I need you to jump on the podcast." You know. So I'm sure enough, I run into him outside of. Uh, the stadium out there in the lobby. And I sit down and he goes, you, what do you want? You want a great game? I go, everybody always says they want a great game. I do not want a great game. I want this game to be so one-sided. I want every hop to go our way. I want every call to go our way. I want this thing over by the half. Like I want people who don't love either team to be bored. That's what I want from this game. And uh, so I saw a message from him late, late Saturday night. Like you got your wish. Like it was, I, I felt like it was still kind of exciting, but obviously it's exciting to me because to see a defense play the way our defense played in an arena football game was amazing. So um, CP was having fun. Uh, you know, Matt Woods, Mike Corda, myself, we were high-fiving, jumping around like crazy people. I got a hold of uh, Coach Manas late in the fourth quarter, and he was the calmest I've ever seen him in a game. Um, the, the thing that happened that I think is kind of noteworthy is last year I had um, special, like, if we win T-shirts made. So I had them made. There was nobody to help us and stuff like that. I had them made. And I'm sitting there, and I'm standing next to Mike Corder last year, and uh, there's a point where he looks at me, and it's like, I think it was like two minutes left, and we're winning. And he goes, give me the effing shirt. And he rips his shirt off right there in the end zone, (laughs) puts on the championship shirt. So this time, like, it's become a thing. Like, I know it's going to happen. So I've got – the league made them this year, and now they're available at albanyempirenal.com. And they say back-to-back on them now, which is very cool. And I'm standing behind Mike with his shirt going, eh? 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 No, not yet. Eh? Not yet. Eh? Give me the shirt! And then he puts the shirt on. So, unlike his wife standing there going, uh, Gina, who I love, she's like, she, she's like, I'll give him the shirt. You just do what you gotta do. And I go, okay, go. She goes, where's my shirt? I'm like, eh? And I ran away. Uh, <laughs> But it was uh, it was it was a fun moment, and it's you know you you see that the reason the empire is so strong is our owners, our biggest fan. So it's it's really really cool. Mike had his own like LeBron James Miami Heat moment up there. There's a great pose with Mike kind of with his arms down, looking around like this is it, like we did this. Similar when LeBron won his first championship, I gotta like get this frame by frame of Mike and LeBron there. There's some cool shots of Mike hugging the players on the field, which is. In sports, and especially in professional sports, how often do you see an owner of a team on the field with the players hugging? Usually it's the coaches, and that's 
a, a testament to Mike and you guys of how the connection has been built between the players and the front office and the staff and everything else. And the players wanted to find you guys and Darius Prince putting his arm around Mike during the presentation and everything else was a really cool moment. I caught a little bit of the coaches show today and there was a, a point I definitely wanted to get on here at this point of what Coach Manon said about the defense. That performance by the Albany Empire defense in the 2022 National Arena League Championship is one of, if not the greatest defensive performances in indoor football history. For 100%. a Carolina, 100%. right? Like for a 100%. Carolina Cobra team who put up 50-ish, you know, mid-50s every time you guys faced off against them in the regular season. And then to go from midway through the first quarter until the fourth quarter with zero points allowed. And even the yeah. fourth quarter touchdowns felt like a botched, broken coverage, weird play post-penalty. That's unheard of for yeah. a defense to have that type of value. And I think even the coaching staff would admit the defense had some issues for like the last month where there's a lot of long plays allowed. Incredible all-time performance by the defense. I thought Marvin Ross or Nick Hague were actually going to get the MVP. Um, you you like this comment? <laughs> uh, our boy Christian over at uh, Elevation 10K, who does our website and our team store and all the fun things. We got shirts, Kendall Roy. Um, <laughs> you said you look like Kendall Roy, and you're not wrong. Uh, those shirts are available, ready to go. Um, you gotta. Have I said that clip crazy. by the way. I uh, Dave over at Elevation 10K. I sent him the clip on Sunday. Made sure he saw. It. I showed it to my wife yeah. too. And she's like, "Oh my god, it looks just like him." Yeah. Like I said, it looks like Kendall Roy if you found baseball instead of nose candy. Like, um, you know, to go back to the Mike thing, like last year was special, right? Because, you know, Mike was part of an ownership group that brought arena football back to the capital region. And, you know, he made sacrifices that, you know, I don't think people realize at that point. I don't know if, if I know, I know, a, I know, I know most of the people involved like behind the scenes realize that I know there's people who were that close who still don't know what Mike gave up to get us where we got to last year. But this year was all Mike. You know what I mean? Like like people can pat themselves on the back and say what they've done and whatever, but Mike and his family sacrificed way more than anyone should to get another championship into the capital region. And it's to see, you know, one of your absolute best friends, one of the people you 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 respect and care about the most. And his family, who, hell, let's be honest, I like his family more than I like him, um, you know, sacrificed to make sure that everybody, this, this dream continues. It was it was moving. And, and to get to that championship game and then to be dominant in that championship game, uh, it it was, it's kind of like one of those, like, like, like you said, his LeBron moment. I kept thinking of the what is it is it is it who is it who's the one is anything is possible like is that Garnett I oh, Garnett. yeah yeah like it was for me it was the anything is possible moment because early this year Mike said like I've got a business model and I want to see if it works and you know it's to say that it worked perfectly no but it worked and he's he deserves this like like I've got a stupid football that says I'm executive of the year and. Um, we're all going to get rings and, you know, there's trophies and all that stuff. But Mike just did stuff that I don't think anybody else individually would have done. I don't – there isn't another team in our league that's owned by one person. You know what I mean? And there's people who have interest in this team, but there's one owner. And there's one guy that every every week when payroll was due had to put money in a bank account. And every time um, somebody wanted a check, it was him. And every time – you know, something needed to be moved and, and there was only a couple of us around to move it. He's helping move it. It's, it's, um, he'll hate that I'm saying all these things, which makes it all the more fun for me. But he, this was, this was my quarter's championship. I, I know Coach Manas did an amazing job. Coach Ware did an amazing job. They both deserved awards for what they did. But for me personally, this was Mike's championship. Whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or you're listening back on audio, a comment I would really appreciate or some type of interaction from the Empire side of it, especially from Empire fans. Is, and I know this is hard to evaluate so fast, 48 hours, 72 hours after. But the legacy of the 2022 team, because we just talked about Mike's role as an executive and your role as an executive and Matt Woods, that what just happened here for the Capital Region in particular, Mike mentioned this on the stage in the trophy presentation, that this has never happened in Albany before, where a professional yeah. sports franchise has gone back-to-back -back with championships. Now, 
The Albany Colony Yankees of 1988 and 1989 won the Eastern League, but minor league baseball was a little different back then. Remember, we had like teams that were playing across the country, and sometimes there weren't championships in between. But it was this Albany Empire team who did it. And I know this conversation is weird because it was just this past weekend, but I think time will show that this team in particular, everybody from Castanova to Prince to Brandon Cissé and more, Coach Manas talked a lot about this in the broadcast, the Empire way. Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of coach cliche, but what it means is that, hey, if you're an indoor football player or you're a football player who wants to advance their career, you go to Albany. If you're an Albany sports fan, that scene at the end of the game, Chris Siegfried, the commissioner, got a great shot of the fan base, of the fans on the field who wanted to be a part of it. I know people who weren't there were like, oh, they're winning. And, and this is fun again. And this is where I want to be again. And I know it's like a a feeling for some people and you mentioned this in one of our most recent shows like some people just didn't want to come because they felt like they were going to get hit in the back again okay this is changing like that victory could set the future pace of everything else i don't know if you guys feel that i know that's a weird thing it, look if i'm wrong please let me know youtube yeah. facebook twitter audio side if you felt that legacy feel for this team because that's how i feel here in mid-august of what this team's importance is to the region and i think i think it's important too to remember that like Everything got thrown together in 10 days last year, and the the best that could be done was done. Um, there were there were people who were disgruntled when it was over, and they tried to blame Mike and they tried to blame myself. I think you can see this year what happens when Mike runs a football team. I think you can see this year what happens when I'm, you know, allowed to do what I want to do. Um, put your anger where it belongs. It don't belong here. The people who are here, Coach Manas, Coach Ware, myself, Mike, we care about these guys. Can we give them everything we want to give them? Can we give them everything that you would give, you know, the top athletes in the world? We can't, especially not without you putting asses in seats. But we give them everything we can. And I just like just pull the curtain back a little bit to tell you why I believe you're right, that this has got legacy written all over it. And there's people who are going to come here and play here. Is I've always said this about um about companies right so like when i deal with a company whether it be you know as a personal you know customer or as a company i'm working with or for i always say like i i i love i love to see what you do when everything's going right but i judge you based on what you do when everything goes wrong and the last couple days it was just getting guys like it's like it's almost like hosting a party where you're ready for, you, you know, everybody's supposed to be going home, but some people are hanging around or whatever. You love them. You love every one of them. But for one reason or another, the ride's late or this, that, or whatever. Like, that's what it's like the last couple of days. Like, there's guys who can't get out of town. There's guys who want to do this. There's guys who want to. And we're sitting here and, like, some things get messed up. And Mike goes into his own stuff and fixes it and says, and, and literally looked at me and I was like, no one else would do what you're doing. I go, no one else would do the things that you and your wife are doing right now. And he said, because they don't do it our way. We don't do things that way. We do things this way. We do things the right way. And I just looked at him and went, and that's why you're going to be sharing a house with me. Uh, but no, no, like in all seriousness, like it, that's, that's why I think I think you're right. I think it could be a legacy because when you have a person who cares that freaking much, it's contagious. You know, the, a fish rots from the head down. Well, it also like strives from the head down, and that guy cares more than anyone. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be here as long as he can keep it here. You know what I mean? That's all there is to it. Elevation 10K. We got the championship shirts out. Start working yes. on the 2023 yes. Empire Way hats or polos or T-shirts. The mantra we heard about maintain the rain with our shields. It looks like the 2023 one is already on the way because from top to bottom, it's living up to that. Uh, the celebration, we've already mentioned that the T-shirts are out. I want to get some 2023 rumors I want to start. But uh, when did you actually sleep post-party for the Empire? <laughs> um I tried so I got I got home I don't know it was like one or one or so something like that I was home and I was gonna go out and smoke a cigar but I was like you know what I'm gonna go to bed 
I laid down. I was back out of the bed three minutes later. I was up and moving. I think it was like three something in the afternoon. I finally fell asleep for a little bit on Sunday. Three in the afternoon. Yeah. And I was like, and and like at one point I was like, maybe I'll just start. It was like noon on Sunday. I was like, maybe I'll just start drinking again. Cause that'll be, cause I didn't like, honestly, I wasn't even like drunk. I was just, I was drunk on that game. Like that was dude, to see Marvin Ross play the way he played to see Darius Prince, make that freaking catch. My guy, Sammy supernova winning the MVP. Um, and to hang out with the West Texas warbirds and talk so much, pardon me, talk so much shit. And they are going to be our guys. We are going to have fun with them. Um, it, it was the, to this point now, I feel like I'm hung over right now. I really, really do. It was just, it was, that's a special win. That's a special, special win. Like, may never have one like that one again. May never. Until, you know, next year's when we win nope. for the back-to-back-to-back time. To back, if you count the AFL championship. Yeah, well, there you go. The West Texas addition to the NAL. Those guys have already established the logos, the the identity, we'll call it. They've had success. So that element for 2023 is going to be fun. We mentioned this in the pregame show on Saturday. The Fayetteville ownership groups and the executives already making their moves. I'm excited to find out their nickname and how that all comes together. From what we heard, they are going to set the party scene in Fayetteville. Like they, they have that mindset and they were scouting you guys out of watching how you guys do everything, shadowing kind of how you build a presentation together. I didn't think this would be the guy. I, you could have given me a million dollars that if you told me on the Tuesday Levac and Goss, Techies Tuesday, that I'd be talking about this guy is the 2023 potential headline maker out of the Empire game, I would have lost a million dollars. Coach Damon Ware. Because Coach <laughs> Ware gets up there, and it, we'll do our third NBA comparison here. He went a little Steph Curry, Draymond Green, where he was still bitter and threw it back in the haters' faces about not getting a certain award. He thought he deserved the assistant coach of the year. Slovak on our uh, audio side is holding up his executive of the year ball. He was rewarded, awarded at the uh, – award ceremony this past year uh let me start a rumor there's okay. no backing to this but i look okay. you and i have covered the coaching change by the way did you hear what happened on the coaches show mike no. corda said he was going to kick this into the hudson <laughs> and i said if i let mike corda get a hold of this ball it'll be wherever the the ball that should be in damon Ware's possession is damon's like wow ouch so damon said you better hide that damn thing because i'm coming for it so i think it's going to be <laughs> there's, there's a good chance damon's damon's going to get an award ball but it might be mine <laughs> He should have won yeah. it. He should have. That offense is scary. We scored yes. two less games than everybody else. We scored We scored more points than everybody else. Come on. And Coach Ware can tell me to shut it if he wants after this theory. But, look, when the Falcons get to the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan's the offensive coordinator. He then eventually takes oh, the gig you. for the 49ers. Kevin O'Connell was the coach OC oh, for the Rams. He's now with the Vikings. All, all I'm saying is this. Two teams just got added. Columbus and Jacksonville's coaches have left. I know Coach Ware had announced that he had signed an extension, but can we at least confirm this? Mm-hmm. He will be considered one of the most attractive candidates for other teams in the league. Can we just sit there for that point? I think that's, a, I think that's, if a, compliment. He's not, that's a compliment. Honestly, honestly I'll, I'll say this right now. If he's not, that, that just guarantees to me that you're dumb enough that we're going to win a third straight year in the NAL. He should be considered for every job. He should be 100%. Um, I don't think he's got any interest in going anywhere right now. I really don't. I think he and Coach Manas are the are, are really really good one two punch. Um, I I would be shocked if they didn't call him. They'd be stupid not to call him. But I also be shocked if he left. I really would. I think he I think he loves what we're doing here. To the, and and also now I've guaranteed he's going to at least try to come back and steal this football from me. So <laughs> he, he's Damon Ware is is a, is a hell of a guy. Um, you know, our <laughs> Sean Lockett was at the game, our, our, our center from I last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Sean Lockett used to do a great Damon Ware impersonation. Like I won't even try to do a Damon Ware impersonation because Sean's was so freaking good, but you know what they say? That's, that's the most sincere form of flattery. Like dudes love that guy. Like he's, there's a yin and a yang to Manas and Ware. They work really, really well together. Um, so I, I, I think, I don't know. I, maybe I'm naive. Because again, I, if if they're not at least considering calling them, they're stupid, and then we're going to definitely win again. But if they're considering it and he tells them no, then I'm smart. I would be very shocked his phone doesn't ring. I'd be stunned if his phone doesn't ring again. If it does, if they don't at least interview him, they're out of their minds, or at right. least try to. That's it. I agree with that. 
But then they also, but also remember, it's the front office that votes on these awards. So these jackasses don't have enough respect for the man to make him the top assistant coach, and then they call him asking to be a head coach. That's kind of slippery too. I, mm-hmm. I mean, Damon, I'd like to remind you: these jackasses disrespected you. Don't take their call. I just imagine Fayetteville's like, we didn't vote. Hey, we didn't vote. We didn't vote. Just want to remind Coach Way we didn't vote. He also Fayetteville. Uh, I mean, come on. I Actually, mean, I met I met um uh, one of the I met their GM. He hung out with me a little bit on Saturday. Very good dude. Their um their owner, Doctor Twidell, is a uh, he's he's got some local roots. Good dude. I think they're gonna be a lot of fun to play. Uh, we're gonna kick their ass, but they're gonna be fun to play. Um, West, West Texas and I, Leaf and I, we already have a bottle bet. We have a gentleman's bottle bet that I say we give them their first loss, and uh, they're like, "Well, we like whiskey," and I'm like, "Well, I, I like that you're gonna have to drink whatever the hell I like because we're gonna win." But there's, listen, we get to be the big old, you know, swinging. You know what? For a little yes. while, we get to say right. what we want. As the executive of the year, I'd like a little scotch, I think. Maybe a little Walker Blue, I think, is what I'm going to do. Oh, by the way, guys, speaking of Johnny Walker Blue, I did talk to Dr. Fred Drew at the Integrative Sleep Center the other day. We may be invited back on their baseball trip. I'm just going to put Let's that out go. there. Um, we have to pay our own way this time because you were so uh, out of control, but it's still not a bad price. It's not a bad right. price. Okay. Uh, any, any conversations about rings? Have we had any conversations about the status of the rings going forward? I'll tell you what. Can, not, can I not ring, talk about that? Ring is a four-letter word. Um, okay. All right. No, we absolutely. I've already got. I've, I, uh, the designing has begun. Okay. I, I actually, that- I've, I've done something very, not me though. So I've got my guy Kevin, who des- who helped me design last year's ring, working on one, and then I've got a dude, on another company, help me work on one because it's it's the second ring. It's got to be perfect. Well, so if we'll you're see. looking for well, if you're looking for a wedding ring, if you're looking for an engagement ring, something nice for her, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Is I actually need to you. go to Lily and David because I need I need their help. Right, I've decided that because you. of all the crap talk on this one, that this ring in particular is going on this finger. So I need I need this finger size. This this ring is going on this finger. You have her number. Call Alyssa. Stop in Route 50, the shops of Will or David. They will walk you through the process of what you're looking for, whether it's the engagement ring, the wedding band, whether it is for an NAL championship. Maybe you want to make your own at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Maybe they'll make it happen. Maybe LeVac will make it happen. Whatever it is, I know the fall is on the way, and you have more weddings coming up. This is an awkward spot of the wedding season. My sister's getting married next weekend, so uh, make sure you take care of whoever it is, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife. I know from experience right here. Alyssa and David helped me through the process. They can do the same for you. Route 50, the shops of Wilton, family-owned and operated business. It's Lily and David, fine jewelers. Stop in. Tell me you heard about it from LeVac and Gaz in the Albany Empire. And you call Alyssa and you let her know. After all the grief you've given her this season. I love her. She knows I love her. Sorry. I, we got to do this. I can't I can't okay. stop it. Hold all on right. a second. Let's do it. Um, and I'll do it off of uh, Tommy Gross. I'll let Tommy Gross start it. Um, uh, Tommy Gross, congrats to the Empire. RIP Mo Ruffins, a uh, great Empire player, great person gone too soon. Um, for anyone who hasn't heard yet, the big man himself, Big Mo, Mr. No- number 93, multiple-time champion with the Albany Empire. Uh, he passed away this morning. I don't have all the details. We weren't even going to really talk about it. But um, it's out there now. So, um, yeah, um, Mo was the guy who scared the living shit out of me. Was it 18? So 2018, we get called out in the field to play a game during, during like the end of a game, like just to squeeze it in, you know, we had to get it done. The sponsor paid for it. But by doing so, we gave the team that they had on the ropes um, a little time, you know, and Mo just turns around. I've never spoken to him for real. Maybe we did on the radio briefly. And he, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I don't get scared very often, but I felt that thing was guttural. That was like, you know, that was survival instinct fear. And then made a point to let George Manius, the guy running the team and the coaching staff know that like Mo scared the hell out of me. Like that was a different dude. And um, 
It must have been 19, right? Was it 19 or was it? It was 19. 18, it was, it was 19. 19, yeah. yeah. 19. Um, and uh, so they made sure he came into the station and nicest freaking guy you've ever met in your life. Um, you know, actually, more important than nice, Mo Ruffin's fair. He's a fair, fair man. Um, he's extremely close with Malachi Jones, Tommy Grady, all those guys. And when the the newspaper thing happened where all of a sudden Tommy and I were at odds and I was, I was pretty torn up about it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want it to be the way it was. Um, people think they know the details. They don't know the freaking details. Mo made a point to come see me at, at Tech East and just say like, look, we all know this isn't you. We all know whatever. You're okay. Everything's going to be all right. And that meant the world to me. It really, really did. And then I tried to get him to play this year, and he told me it would cost $60,000 a game or something, some ridiculous number. <laughs> but the next thing out of his mouth was, like, the guys on the team that are his guys. And he's like, but you need to take care of. Boom, boom, boom. And um, that's, who he, that's who he always was. So I don't want to do the whole, like, podcast on it because I think people come in here to get a laugh and – and whatever, but um, Mo is just the dude. He's just the dude. Like, like, just, just one of the like. I said, fair, fair. You know, like you didn't have to agree with him on any everything. You didn't really have to agree with him on anything. As long as you were respectful when you had that conversation with him, he'd hear you out. And I just uh, Mo Ruffins, man, gone way too soon. And uh, we're already in conversations about what we can do to honor the man. Um, because again, he's more than a player; he's a man. And and you know, you and I had a chance to talk to him about, you know, the protests and and things like that. And um, he was one of the first mean muggers that we used to do. Like you, you still have never done one. Um, my guy Ben over at Benny Wednesday over in the office, he just sent me the picture of you and I with Mo. And Mo's mean mug is so solid. I think I even smile. Uh, but yeah, so R.I.P. Mo. <clears throat> I just want to add a little bit to that as well said Levac about somebody we were able to build a relationship with. It goes back to the summer before Mo even put on a uniform for the Albany Empire. You and I were at an event that was for the Capital Region, and a lot of the players had oh, came up God, to us. Yes, yes. Right? And they said, You gotta talk to Mo, you gotta talk to Mo. And everybody was hyping up Mo to the point you and I were like, Mo, are you a big deal? He's like, Will you guys knock it off? Like he was so humble because he had had so much success and he didn't want the event to be about him. He wanted was the that? It was him and it was him and Joe Sykes and Joe Sykes. Was there another person there too? I think there was it another been Colin Taylor. And it even you, team. like with the way you, we were standing, like I was like, "Holy, I'm short." Like <laughs> it was the first time I ever felt short. And Mo was, the, you're right. I forgot all about that when he scared me so bad. P almost came down my leg on the field. You and I made this, and this is a, again to what Mo Ruffins was as a person. And you and I found this out in that 2020 window where. Mo could have easily gone anywhere in the country where he wanted yeah. to live. He could have done whatever he wanted. He had played in different cities. He had had different. He stayed in Glens Falls, New York, right? Glens Falls is where he was in 2020. There are rare times where you and I have ever had a half hour conversation. Right, my Whatever it was, Glens Falls. I know he was having an impact in at some point because you and I rarely have sat down for a half hour with somebody. I think it's Tiger Clark and Derek Brown to talk about Miami, Notre Dame, and Mo Ruffins. Because Mo Ruffins wanted to have an impact on a community he was in. Again, taking yeah. a step back and saying, this isn't about me. This isn't about me as a football player. This isn't about the jersey I'm wearing. If I'm going to be a part of this community, I need to make this community better. And what a compliment you can have to somebody to say that about a community he was barely new. He'd come to live in. And we had that conversation of, I hope, I don't know if we'll ever get the rights to air that again. But it was about how do I make people around me better? How do I make this better than what it was where I found it? What and a compliment that Mo Ruffins was a person. Yep, for sure, man. Like I've always said, like, like you've got to be able to ask insensitive questions if you're going to learn. And he did. And and like I, I thought about this a lot since this morning when I first heard. Um, I've made a big point to tell you how much I love this team, top to bottom. That like you know this was this and this was that and this was the other thing. And I'll be I'll be real with you, like. Yeah, 19, dude scared me. I don't care. I don't care how, how, how far he went to make sure that wasn't a thing. Um, last year when he came in was probably one of the first times I really, really felt connected to that team. Like, you know, it was, again, it was 
I was doing different things. I still, I didn't have a title for the first however many weeks of being part of that team. And then um, I'll just, I'll always remember him and Malachi coming in smiling. You know, sometimes coming in and giving me crap because something wasn't right. But, you know, if you explain to him why it was the way it was, they heard you out. Um, you know, he would tease the hell out of Radar. He teased the hell out of Ben. He teased <laughs> because they, that was, but they were, they knew that that was their dude. And uh, yeah, man, shoot. All right. Uh, do a commercial yeah, or something. We can't, yeah, we can't even, you know, here's what I'll do. I'll just talk about Mohawk Honda. I hope Mohawk takes the respect here because this is a little weird, awkward part about a podcast. We love Mo Ruffins. We will talk about Mohawk Honda. We'll talk about local businesses. I know Mo Ruffins would be proud of people who reach out like we just touched on about the community and being engaged and helping charities and helping people improve their lives. He was about that. Mohawk Honda wants to help you improve your life as well. Whatever it's a new vehicle, a new ride, Mohawk Honda can help you get into it this summer. Supply chain is so weird right now. Take advantage of it this summer. Trade in your vehicle and find a new one upcoming. So you can go to the tailgates this fall. Enjoy football. Enjoy the great sporting events and those final road trips before we hit Labor Day. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, New York. We know from experience we're going to be back there the September 15th for a live show. It's been a while since we've been back to Mohawk Honda, but we're looking forward to it. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Uh, a lot happened this weekend, LeVac, in the football world. Zach Wilson, Jets fans, did the <gasps> yeah things not so bad. There's no there's no timetable set for Wilson's return, but everyone who wanted to get the engagement, the retweets on social media were screaming torn ACL for the non-contact injury. It's not a torn ACL though. More meniscus, maybe a month he's going to be out for, which could put him around week two, week three. Well, it's so it's so interesting with this one too because you you got to wonder. Why do you get hurt? You know what I mean? Like, is it is he pushing so hard to put on the weight? Is he pushing so hard to get right? Is he pushing so hard to be what the Jets fan want him to be? And if that be the case and he can get through this, maybe the rest is good for him because every other joint's getting the rest it needs. And this is probably just some scoping. You know, get a little cleanup in there and he's good to go. And you get the, the Joe Flacco experience for a little while. I just uh, – I think, uh, you know, he's going to – I hope his nurses aren't MILFs because I think that's going to be counterproductive. You know, I don't think he's going to get enough get rest that, that way. He's got that dog. In he's him. got that dog in him, and they're going to have that Zach in them. Um, no, he's – I mean, this is really not a story. You weren't going to win – you weren't going to the playoffs this year, right? So it sucks you're not going to see him on the field for a little bit. But when you do, it'll be a meaningful game. And, um, you know, maybe this is part of what teaches him eyes downfield run as the last resort. Because that – you want to talk about when Josh Allen went from, oh, that guy's kind of good, to, oh, Josh Allen's maybe the best quarterback in the league. Eyes downfield, run when you have to, not when you can. It's a weird thing that happened with Wilson because, look, it's a non-contact injury, but you would think every Jet fan would be screaming, oh, it's why is us, whoa, is we, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, the first two clips I see, the most popular things were days later, people asked uh, – the media asked Garrett Wilson about working now with Joe Flacco. He said, yeah, Joe Flacco throws a friendlier receiver ball. Oh, New York ate up that poor rookie, that poor kid. 100,000 views on a clip that he thought he was being complimented to his quarterback. Is Flacco better than Wilson? The receivers think so. Like, oh, the poor kid. And then Jet fans like, can we just call Jimmy Garoppolo right now? He wins, doesn't put up number. I'm like, that guy didn't even get surgery yet, Jet fans. You guys are already ready to say it's over, huh? Already doing those 2023 mock drafts for Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Oh, man. It, it's going to be – like it, it's Jets fan has every right to, to think the sky is falling because it usually does. But but I again, I don't I don't think you freak out about this one. This is why you got Joe Flacco on the squad. Um, if actually, you know what? This could be a good like, litmus test, right? Like this is your chance to see what the what the Jets staff really thinks of him so far. If they go get somebody, they don't have nearly as much faith in him as we thought. Like like if Jimmy G all of a sudden's in green, that's not a good sign for the way the Jets feel about about your boy so yeah, you weren't going to the playoffs this year anyway just relax enjoy yourself and just see what happens let him play let's find yeah. out all right yeah. you know if he's out for two games it's not as if he's not gonna be the starter when he comes back in week three he's gonna play over flacco garoppolo if they really wanted garoppolo they could have made a move seattle seems to be the most likely landing spot i know jordan love probably at some point should be in conversations more for <laughs> 
any New York team, more so the Giants. Maybe like Albany. Daniel Jones. You know, that's right. <laughs> Potentially. Did you hear the uh, yeah, that Bam. coach dropped today? No. That there were scouts from XFL, USFL, and possibly NFL in the game, and they all kind of they all had an eye on Mr. Castronova. Really? Yeah. So Jordan Love, you want to play? If Sammy didn't come back, we'll let you. <laughs> come on, Dad. Play for the Albany yeah. Empire, Jordan Love. Come on up. We're over. We talk. We're over. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it, it's an impactful playoff swing Wilson injury. Like, it's not going to – it's like no, I would call like the Patriots – Right, exactly. No, all this does is give him a chance to, to rest and then watch Flacco run his offense. What what Flacco and, and Mike White both had 400-yard passing games for the Jets last year, and, and he never got close to that. So – Watch how your team should run, and then go run it. Ryan McCarthy. Ryan McCarthy wrote in. Yeah. As a member of the said fan base of the New York Jets, I am appealing to all Jets fans to send that surgeon a thank you card. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what that surgeon was doing, that it went from ACL to meniscus to just knee issue or just right. really good reporting. I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But – He'll be back, and then you can watch and see if he was even close to right. But, I mean, worst-case scenario, Sam Donald is available. You could trade for him. <laughs> no? No? Just okay. Well, good about it. No, I don't, about it. I, don't, I don't think it would happen. Uh, the New York Yankees are not playing well in the back. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, I thought they won the World Series already. They're still playing? Still a thing? Um, no, there's definitely, there's definitely some swooning going on. There's definitely – I think there's I think there's a chemistry issue and I think there's some swooning. I think they it almost feels like the curse of like having a player who's who's playing as well as as Judge, where maybe maybe just maybe you're like, ah, it doesn't matter what I do, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll get it, he'll do it, he can pitch too, it's fine. We'll let him go show Otani on everybody. You know, I, I think it's it's way too soon to freak out. It's way it, it's it's but it's not good. It's definitely definitely something you gotta keep an eye on. Um, because if you don't, if if you're the team and you start going, wow, we got plenty of time, that that goes away real quick. But I think they'll be fine. I think the chemistry will build. And um, if I'm Joey Gallo, I'm enjoying this moment. This is my moment. I may not have much more. The 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 Dodgers are on a roll. Yankees are hurting. I obviously was the uh, I was the glue that held that team together. You know, I'm enjoying myself right now. If I'm Joey Gallo. The Joey Gallo curse, the internet's calling it. The moment he left, everything has gone and down and down and more and more. The yeah, the situation was – it just wasn't good, though. He, he no. wasn't good for the Yankees. Uh, I never believe in a peak. Like, if we're going to talk about a team peaking at the right time or the wrong time, basketball doesn't feel like that because you're taking the same shots more than likely. You know, the, the percentages of where you are on the field is not going to change. Football, the same thing. Like, if anything, a football team should improve from September to December because of tackling, form, chemistry, all that stuff. Baseball is the hardest one to kind of pinpoint if a team's peaking because it's hitting, it's fielding, it's pitchers finding the right. It's hard to really feel like a team peaks too soon because the athletes aren't changing. In this case, though, the players who sucked for the Yankees left. So I, I don't know if I'd buy that the Yankees peaked too soon, which is the verbiage that's being used here to describe this team. I know they got shut out back-to-back -back nights. I know it's the first time in nine years they didn't score a run in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium. So that stuff is important. I think they've just got to figure out Nestor Cortez getting a win tonight would be nice. Yeah. they just got to get better. Not so nasty, Nestor. But Toronto and Baltimore, everybody, right. But Toronto and Baltimore, everybody else is so far behind them. They, they built such a lead that this, this streak has to get back to normal at some point. But they were so good early on in comparison to the Jets, this is not going to cost them the playoff spot. No, you would, you would, you would certainly hope not. That's a real big swoon. You definitely don't want that one. That's a meltdown, but no, it's just, you gotta, you can't have the year they've had get to the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. You just can't, you honestly, really the way they've started this year, you, you gotta be in the world series. You, you just have to be in it. I don't even like, like, 
for this fan base, you probably have to win it. But for normal human beings, you're probably looking at like, as long as you make it to the World Series, you're okay. But let's let's be honest, man. Like they just don't seem to have that chemistry they had before, that magic they had. And I don't know if that's something that will develop with all the moves they made, or if it's one of those things where you're just going to see some of the stars step up. I I fully anticipate them getting their act right, but. I'd be lying if I didn't say like it's not as much fun to watch or listen to a game at this moment. I may have to go out back with a cigar. I may have to, I may have to bring back the, the the you know the ritual that that has gotten them as far as they are. That's been a while for you. That was a go to thing in 2019 and 2020. It was like that was the ultimate yeah. going to the back. By the way, I feel like at one point we should do a. Sh- I know we talked about this back in the winter. I'm. For me showing up to the backyard of your house and doing a pregame show before the <laughs> before your ritual. The problem, the problem is I've got some jackass who lives nearby who's got one of those really loud mufflers, those pop, 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 all the mufflers. So every once in a while that'll happen, and I instinctively call him an effer. Um, with but way worse. So just be ready for that. Like I just like I hit him with a snowball last year, which was fun. I ran outside, I was like, F you, and he stopped and he said something back, and I right in the window, got him in the window with the snowball. He hasn't been back through in a while, but you know who you are, prick. I'll get you. Your... He lives in my neighborhood. Doesn't make my neighbor. He lives in my neighborhood. He's not my neighbor. I don't know. What, I, I'm pretty sure I know. What you, listen, I'm just saying. Once you get that snowball, calm down a little bit. But still, every once in a while, pop, 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 pop goes by, and I'm like, you know, you need another one, huh? All right, I'll get you. I'll show you one. That's what I think I've ever made. I went rich Cannon. I went sidearm. I was like, right in the window. Caught him. Drove off crying like a little bitch. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I did. Get off my lawn! Oh, um, and he was done. What? What do you want to do? I'm for not the Yankee fans, does it bother you that? No, no, no. Does it bother you that that uh there might be November baseball? I feel like that should have been Jeter's thing. I saw that the reports um, out now that the World Series, because of the expanded postseason, is going to move to November. And maybe it's just because I'm watching the captain got one episode left, but it felt like like that 2001 World Series with Arizona and New York because of 9/11, because of the change, right. because of how great of a World Series that was, that it should have just stayed out of November. I there's might be two World Series. The Cardinals were in one of them. That yeah, November 1st had one. But when you start planning on the World Series to be in November, I don't know if this is the best thing for baseball making their season that's 162. Even you longer. better bring back Spider Tack because people are gonna get hit. That's cold, man. Uh, like either that or you got to start doing the World Series in a bubble, like however you're going to do it. Because as long as New York teams and, and Northern teams, like you, you, you really want to do November in Minnesota? No, thank you. I'm all good. I'll pass. It's if it has to happen, let it happen. But let's not make it normal. Let's not normalize November baseball. That's all. I got nothing. Especially else. on East Coast cities, no. No, right. I'm totally like, with if you. If you want to, you want to take away home field and go play somewhere down south, fine. Then play in November. I don't think you should do that. That's not what your game is built on. But no, game game seven of World Series on November third at Yankee Stadium when it's like forty degrees and you're not allowed to use anything to to help grip the baseball. People are going to lose their teeth. It's going to be bad. Well, we're talking New York baseball. I always going to be a love to our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. We've been talking New York baseball all summer long. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. By the way, tomorrow, getting there with guys, Sean McMaster joins me. The HBAC place, Johnstone Supply in Troy, is dropping our names to people. Yeah, they're dropping our names to people who are doing work. Maybe Sean was being modest and actually used maybe a LeVac and Goss hookup for there for Johnstone Supply in Troy. We appreciate (laughs) If you continue to do that, 6th Avenue in Troy is the spot for you. You want to stay cool all summer long. It's been beautiful this summer in the Capital Region. If you're waiting on that, Johnstone Supply in Troy can still help you. But whatever it might be for your home needs or those summer projects you've put off, Johnstone Supply in Troy is the place for you. 518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Uh, Levesque, I want to mention this because you were yelling at the TV before we went live today. You're not happy about the fantasy football marathon of ESPN because of the nonsensical hot takes that are coming out. They're ranking like they, you know they go through and they rank every position, and I get that. That's that's all well and good. That's that's fun, but like some of them are so ridiculous that I just don't understand. 
like if you're drafting your your fantasy football team and you get to that point where you need a quarterback, where you decided it's your time to get a quarterback, and and Trey Lance and Derek Carr are on the board, who you take? Who who who's your quarterback in that situation, guys? Mister, you host Derek the Carr. Show. Thank you, Derek Carr. Ten out of ten times, they ranked Lance above Carr. Like, like, what are you? Are you out of like? I get it. Oh, cheat Cody runs, whatever. Okay, fine. He's. We haven't seen him do anything yet. We haven't seen him. We don't know if he can throw at all. What are you doing? He, he couldn't chase Jimmy Garoppolo, who couldn't care. The last guy who cared as little about Jimmy Garoppolo is Jay Cutler, and he couldn't chase him off the field. But you're going to rank him above Derek Carr, the man who says he's been in the league has the most fourth quarter or later comebacks, the man who should have been MVP except he broke his leg that one year, the the man who now has his his college buddy back, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Hunter Third and Renfro. Come on, come on, man, stupid joke. Derek Derek Carr is going to get drafted like between the ninth and maybe 12th quarterback at fantasy drafts. And somebody who's in a 10 or 12 team league is going to get Carr and potentially win their title because of how good he's going to play. Like he is poised statistically to have the best season of his career. Uh, I want to make sure I clarify this too, because you made me laugh earlier. Skill guys is the best yeah. Carr's had in his career. Offensive yeah. yeah line the offensive line is, is got, is got a little work to do. That's There's some stuff going on. Uh, but, you know, got to get his act together and some other things, but. But still, I'm yeah, I'm glad we brought up Lance because there's so many connections here to New York teams because uh, and Tua is in this conversation, too. I bring up Tua because Tua and Lance get this hate from fans and more so Tua that now the cool thing to do with Tua in Miami is that when he has a bad throw to put it on Twitter and be like, oh, what an awful throw by Tua. <laughs> Josh Allen used to be the king of that. The Josh Allen haters would come out and just put like the worst Allen throws out there and be like, look what he did. Uh, Trey Lance, I, I bring that up because the hype is around him. But he hasn't done anything. Even going back to his college days at South Dakota State, he played less than 15 games. Like, it's a season. A season at FCS football, and now he's going to take over the Niners and run this team with Kyle right. Shanahan and a great right. coaching staff. What we – I don't know what it – quarterback gets us more than any other position in any sport. That somehow because you don't play, we think you're better. Like, a backup quarterback gets that all the time. If a quarterback throws an interception, he's the worst. Because Trey Lance has never played, we think he's the greatest thing ever, or at least fantasy people do. You and I feel the same way about Lance, that it's like, hey, if you go out and you play like Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, you have a great statistical season, wonderful. It's great for New York fan bases because who knows, if the Giants in 2023 need a quarterback is unproven, they might feel better than when they drafted Daniel Jones, who was never an all-league ACC player at Duke. So maybe Giants fans, this is good for you. But we have to at least – Remember, Carr's good. Like we just can't ignore yeah. what he's done for almost what a decade now. Well, not not only not only that. I mean, like let's let's just let, let's just remember. You had to bring back Debo because you needed a wide receiver who will run the football. I'm just putting it out there. You got a guy in in, in Josh McDaniels who has used tight ends to almost perfection, right? And now you got Darren Waller. And Foster Moreau, I, I'm just I'm, and by the way, Russell Wilson is done. Okay, Russell Wilson's gonna have like three good games this year and be done. Carr should be ahead of him. Carr will have top ten numbers this year. I, I guarantee it. Derek Carr will have top ten fantasy football numbers for quarterbacks. Done. I like it. By the way, fantasy football big. Special drop it on Friday, Godzilla Media. Seven episodes. And also, thank you to Jonathan for catching that. I did say South Dakota State instead of North Dakota State. That Jeff Turn is on my mind constantly. It's Sioux Falls. who's filling in for everybody on ESPN. It's Sarah Spain the other day, JT, our buddy. So that's why. It's weird, I screwed that up. It's weird. You're a weird, dude. You're a weird guy, Ace. Weird guy. So uh, football shows, by the way, next week, Levac and I are going to do our NFL preview and our betting show. Our, our partners over at DraftKings are going to be coming back as well. So if you're looking for that content, and of course, we're going to be back this weekend. Don't uh, we bet got a bunch on it. Here. <laughs> I wish I had the sound effect. Wow. You want to get the Q&A to end the day? I don't. I, this is a yeah. shorter show than usual, probably because we're yeah. pushing all our football content to the, the next couple of shows. Well, that, I our mean, football stuff quiet. 
I mean, it, it's it, you know, it's been it, we got a lot done though. We did a lot of things here. I got, I got, I got to be honest with you though. Like, if there's one question I need not asked again, okay? Oh, gonna put this we're, gonna, we're gonna leave. With I don't this want one. this. I don't want this anymore. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. What was the attendance on Saturday night? I told the Times Union. I told Abby. I'm done talking. I'm so sick of talking about attendance. Okay, come to the f- games. Okay, come to the f- games. Come to the f- games or shut up about these. I don't want to hear about the attendance, John. I know you're trying to be nice. I'm so sick of it. I got these these these. I'm gonna say assholes down in Jackson. Oh, I can't believe there was less people than there was at this game. Guess how many people were at the Shark Tank the other night, Jack Wagon? Nobody. I the people from Greensboro. People from, from, freaking Fayetteville. The people from West Texas. The people from whatever. If you wanted to see a game in person, you had to come to Albany. And guess what's going to happen again next year? You're going to have to come to Albany for the championship game. And guess what? This time we'll give you your wish. We'll give you your wish. We'll put ten, twelve thousand people in the arena for you. How's that? Just enough with the enough with the like. What's the attendance? What's the attendance? What's that? The number you need to worry about, 47 to 20. That's the number. Back to back. To back. That's the numbers you got to worry about. Stop with the attendance. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about the attendance. Buy the tickets. Yeah, here you go. Cindy's got it. Cindy knows what's up. Go to the damn games, people. You know what? You're the only attendance you need to worry about, the attendance of one. Your ass in a seat. That's the attendance you worry about from here on out. Otherwise, shut the F up. You and I have had to do this rant since Christmas. I'm bringing it up because it's a Christmas holiday show we did at the Hideaway. We had like fun pajamas on everything else. And people want to bitch about the attendance. I'm like, guys, it's only Albany. Like the Tampa Bay Rays and that's it. Like it's the only people who talk about it. I have to bring up this story because it's a local story and is another professional team in the area. Mark Singlace writes an article about the Tri-City Valley Cats. They say, well, if they don't get 3,000 people at games coming up, they're going to lose their affiliate. That's your story you're going to sign off the season with, huh? Right. Like, not about Kumar Rocker, not about Firework. Yeah. You're on the beat for a Frontier League, which is bizarre, but that's, you know, it's a local team, whatever. That's, but why is that your sign-off article? Well, 2023, it's all whether or not the Valley cancels. Why? Like, why? No, Nobody else does that. Okay. And we know John. I can't. I think he's being nice with the question. I think he was, like, was trying to give a compliment. But too much. That was all the YouTube video was, which is just, dude, it's just annoying, annoying, annoying. Well, it's just, Just, and it's just like, it's it's something else to talk about, man. But it's just, it's one of those things like, like, I can't beat you, right? So, like, I just can't, I can't beat you. I can't do it. So, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to talk about the attendance. Okay. Well, how'd that do for you? By the way, Jacksonville fans are the worst. They're the worst about it. We kicked you in your own house, we literally kicked you. We beat you by a point in your own house. Pressure on. Mark kicked the extra point we want. We beat you in your own fucking house. We beat you there. Can you imagine, can you imagine this, LeVac, like, right, let's say Nebraska plays Illinois in football on a Saturday in the Big Ten, and Illinois is kicking Nebraska's ass, and, like, Cornhusker fans like, yeah, but what was the attendance? Like, like right, you know, right. that? nobody does that. Nobody like, does that. Nobody. Like, like there's never been – there's never been a nerdier scoreboard point than attendance. Like scoreboard, yeah, we won. Oh yeah, but we had more people. Okay, so more people saw you suck. Like, by the way, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dick. You ready? I'm gonna be a dick. By the way, the people who talk the most about attendance, your coaches don't even work for you anymore. Okay, all right. So let's talk about that attendance. I still have a coaching staff. Shut up. So sick of attendance. Oh my god. Like if our people want to talk about attendance, fine. Go to the games. Go to the games. All right. What is this? We're gonna inside the walls podcast. I want to say, guys, I want to congratulate you, Levac, on an AL championship. And to you guys, Levac and Gons that have kicked ass all season long. Much respect to both of you, Jim. There you go, Jim. There you go. That's all I want. That's all I ask. Just a little respect. And he's a Jacksonville guy who's not a piece of crap. Most of the time. <sighs> Yeah, I can't be completely nice to Jim. He doesn't know what to do. What is Corey talking about here? Pretty cool with your quarterback. I remember watching him play for the Glen Spalls Green Jackets before high school. Corner to high school football. What is he he talking about? You know those bourbon barrels he puts his maple syrup in? Sometimes I figure he has to empty them himself. 
It's the only thing that makes Isn't sense. Sa- Sam Castanova is from Buffalo. He's not yeah. from Albany. He's not from no. North Country. Nope. He's from Buffalo. He's, yep, that's it. Yeah, you know, no idea. No idea what he's talking about. No clue. It's Corey. That's what he does. Cam, I had a lot of fun rocking the jersey and going absolutely nuts to watch the game, hanging out with Empire fans. The greatest thing to do. I love it during the season. I'll continue supporting this team. That's our guy. It's the Cam. He gets it done. He's a good dude. He's got his own shield. I know Christian brought this up. He mentioned earlier in the show. I was in Steven's head. He's talking about TC Stevens, the kicker. Yeah. Yes. He had a um he had one of those Vuvuz Ellis. <laughs> he was just going. It was great. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. He was there. I didn't know when he met at first, but I, now I yeah, you're right. TC Stevens. Uh, so. did, I guess that's a follow-up question to me, by the way. Is that a uh, – did you believe the kicking game would have been more of a factor? Because those first five plays in the game for Albany and Carolina, ball goes out of bounds, Wade runs back a big kick, extra points missed. It seemed early that was going to be a factor. Just the defense took over. It was, it was, it, I think it was – I think gamesmanship backfired on um, – actually twice this year, if you think about it, because we did it and then they did it, where you took the kicking ball out of the game. And uh, – I think it was just with the way our defense was playing, you know, you give them, you give them a short field, you give them whatever, they're gonna they're gonna hurt you. That's just the, that's just what they did. Like our goal line was sick. Like it was it was just it was just sick. Like I think I think the lack of the the kicking ball screwed them pretty hard. I really really do, really do. Especially you go for the onside right away. Looks you know you recover it, but you have two guys offsides. You know, you're geeked up because you you know that if you get that onside kick to start the game, you're probably going up 14-6, and it's going to be a good thing. If you if you T.C. Stevens and Mark Orozco are out there kicking deuces, it's a different game. So I, I think it's a very different game. Who caught the, who caught the challenge? Because I wrote that into the coach's show and missed that answer. Who Was it Coach Manas who caught the challenge offsides? Yeah, yeah. Yep, he threw it out there. Yep. That's good. So, that was a really good catch. But it was like he because he said it today too. He goes, you know, I'm watching and they got they were they were covering it and I saw the offsides and I was watching the, the video, and you know, Coach Raz Resignalo is out there like doing the first down, jumping around. He's excited. He goes, and then he was gone. <laughs> but Coach Raz called into the show today too. Give him all the credit in the world. Said he would call. You know he called. I didn't want to do this. I got an issue. I okay. want to. I got. Uh, I didn't right. want to do this. I'm going to talk about the Coach Raz thing. Who posted the picture of him with the prom thing? Was that Ron? I thought that that's was been, a little. That's been taken down. That's been taken. Thank down. you, man. Like down. you guys are better than that. And I know it's not an empire well, thing. Here's whatever posted. I'm like, you guys are. Yeah, yeah. I know Here, that was not you guys. But here's here's the thing, right? So, I first off, I thought Rez looked good. I thought like like his shoes were 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 sparkly. His jacket was tight. Like he looked good. I thought he looked good. Um, I actually even said to him, he thought I was messing. With him. I was like, dude, I love his shoes. And he's like, listen, man. He goes, I don't know if I'm going to win an award tonight or not, but people are going to remember me. They're going to remember these shoes. He goes, next thing he is a ring. And I, you know, he and I were having a good banner back and forth all weekend. I go, well, at least you got the shoes because you're not getting the ring. And after what I went through last week, I completely agree that that didn't need to happen. I know that it was meant in fun. It was meant in jest. I think it was a funny meme. Um, but considering the fact that a crazy person came after me online all last week, I would have preferred that didn't happen to the guy. I really would have. Cause you know, it sucks to have someone just take a, a straight shot at you. And that's, and that's what happened there. Again, at least this was somewhat funny. The person who came for me, was a piece of shit, but, and now everyone's out to get that person. But, um, I kind of feel for him though, because I know that's not yeah. like you're going through it. You you lost a game that you really wanted, and you, and you feel like you should have won. And then you got to look at somebody taking a shot at you online. Um, so I feel for him. I do. Yeah, man, that was just a little look. If to add context here, somebody made a meme that basically said like going to prom but not going to the NAL championship victory party, and they had the picture of his outfit. Yeah, it dude, was like I mean, the dude looked good. I'm sorry, that was a, yeah, if I could rock that, I would. I'm glad I got taken down because it was like a physical attack. Like, look, you make a bad play call, you own that. You make a bad play, you own that. So I'm, I, I didn't even want to bring it up. I'm glad you took it down or you know, whoever took it down. You know what the thing is? There was so much jawing. Like, and it was, it, for the most part, it was good-natured ban- banter. 
there was so much on both sides that I think it wouldn't have been posted, or at least it would have been posted like next week or something when it, when when you know emotions weren't running so high. But I think because there was so much banter back and forth, that person who posted it was like, "Well, it's fine. It's fair game. That's what we've been doing." But again, it's I I just I, I want to say one more time, if I could. I would rock the wheels off that fucking suit jacket. That thing was, uh, I mean, he, uh, my man, went, well, he went, he came in wanting to make a statement. He made a statement. That's, no that's what's Yeah. Joshua wrote this in on Twitter during the broadcast. I thought more people knew about this. He goes, guys, that was the call of the year when you called Cornelius Lewis's touchdown the thick six. Did more people not know that term? I no, guess I, I was surprised it. that no one had I heard, heard it. it. No, no, I hadn't heard it. I like, I just, I just, he's, C. Lou is like the the king of the big man touchdown. I will tell you this, and I got crap from Coach about this. Jake Metz touchdown, like Coach said on this show today that they knew. Well, not touchdown. He didn't get in the end zone for that, but they said like, like historically, Jonathan Bain will throw into the flats and then he'll go downfield, right? So. They practiced having Mets back up and get into the flat. And he, he was scoring touchdowns in practice with it. So when he picked the ball during the game, I looked over the side like, you son of a bitch. Like, like it was, they were ready for it. They were, they scouted extremely well on this game. That's why the defense was so damn good. No I'm doubt. Sorry. It was just crazy. It was great. That was a great sound report. Totally. It was one of the best plays of the game, making that play, looking like an athlete. Uh, the only other thing I had here, I know Jonathan wrote this in. We have time to get it in. I didn't think it was going to fit in today's show. Uh, he mentioned both of us, former Raider, former Buccaneer, now a Buccaneer again. Carl Nassib signed. I feel like you and I just have the same take on Nassib. If he's good enough to make the team, he's good enough to make the team. Like, that's it. That should be as simple and easy as it is. He's blazed a trail, um, which is really, really cool. But at this point, the fact that he's getting re-signed somewhere I think is a big deal. It is kind of a big deal because once you're out, I don't have to bring you back in. I can just, nah, I got a better option. I got well, what about this one? Nah, better option. So, you know, it shows that he can play. It shows that the modern NFL is is looking at things a little bit better, a little different. So good good for him on both counts. How culture viewed John Amici, how culture viewed Michael Sam, and how culture viewed Carl Nassib, it feels like it's like a different story. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it because we've gone through that in our careers of watching these three players have a different impact. Amici on the cover. Did I say John Amici? John Collins. I was going to say. Amici is the Levitard guy. Yeah, Amici is yeah. on Levitard. And I just grouped those guys together. I believe it was John Collins. Uh, and Michael Sam, like, it was – he's going to get drafted. He's the SEC player of the year. And now Carl Nassib's like, all right, he did it. I mean, can he, can he get to the quarterback? The Buccaneers had some injuries. So, yeah. I mean, that, it's going to get to a point where and this is a compliment. No one's going to care. Like, no, you know, maybe people will care more and more, but just going to be like, all right, cool. Which is, I guess, is a good thing. It's more about football. Absolutely. And, and that's what and that's what it should be. And it's like, you know, it's one of those few times that you see the the standard set in the NFL used for good. Like, like, you know, the the joke is if Jeffrey Dahmer ran a 440, they'd say he had an eating disorder. So like you see a guy like Deshaun Watson, he's a creep, he's a scum, he gets a chance to play. You see a guy like Carl Nassib, who probably would have been blackballed for being gay. And now he gets a chance to play. So, like, if you can play, we'll let you play. And and, and I like it. And and I think it speaks about the culture too, because there's you know you're gonna be in a bar and somebody's gonna be like fag or something stupid, and you're gonna have to. And, and now we get to laugh at them and go, yeah, but that fag would kick your ass, and he's about to eat your quarterback. So live with it. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 good. The world is getting to a point where. You know, when when people say stupid things, it's not gonna it's not gonna keep guys like NASA from having a chance to be in the NFL. Jason Collins, by the way, my second mess up today. But you know what? I'm glad I messed that one up because it shows how the legacy of these guys. <laughs> don't, try like, okay. don't don't try to make pro, like right, positive. No. Like, don't try yeah, to, don't no. try to screw up. It's oh. fine. Right. I don't know. I didn't know. It. I, I was like, I was like, <laughs> Domamichi isn't he an actor? I was like, whatever. What are we talking about? Jason Collins. John Collins still plays for the Hawks. <laughs> Is there anybody else? Up. Is there anybody else you yeah. want to you want to change the sexuality real quick? <laughs> Anyone? John Collins. Come on, guys. I mean, you I killed Stevie Wonder on our show once, but at least I kept everybody's sexuality where it belongs. 
Guys out here handing out Kevin Herter, October 19th, <laughs> Kings Blazers. Oh, Garrett man. Whitley, things you can expect for the upcoming 6 o'clock Sports Center CBS 6 style hit coming up. Uh, love it. All right, All right. I think that's it. Football talking this weekend. I do uh, I do like this one that our guy Benny Wednesday came up with. Hashtag remember Mo. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put that up on the site too. But uh, guys, man, I appreciate you, brother. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go drink and do laundry, I think is what I'm going to do. And maybe smoke a cigar and listen to the Yankees. That way, hopefully, they'll win the game. Damn it. Live show Saturday. Live show 1030 to noon. And the following week, football betting, football NFL. Yeah, maybe. John Collins highlights from South Dakota State. Dom Amici movies. (laughs) Ryan Nassib, Carl Nassib, all of them. All of them. Malcolm Sam, Michael Sam. All of Yeah, whoever. Say Sam, Sam Samuelson. We'll just make up names now. We don't care. We'll do whatever. All right, buddy. Go out. Uh, go. Go do like CBS Any advice. News no advice. Oh, you want advice? Please. I'll give you some advice. Never, ever bet against the Empire in a championship game. Ever. <laughs>